Hi everybody, I'm Tori Robinson and we have an unplanned Epilepsy Sparks Insights Ukraine special. With the war, there are indirect casualties. People in Ukraine cannot access their epilepsy medications and those that, who used to have controlled epilepsy are now having seizures, status epilepticus and some are dying. We bring you news on what is happening right now. So my name is Svetlana Viktorovich. I'm a neurologist in Florida at the Marcus Neuroscience Institute. And I'm originally from Kiev, Ukraine. Um, my family lived there for many generations until I immigrated when I was a child. And now I'm here. Yeah, okay. Slightly different uh, environment and location. So tell us about your profession. What do you do day to day? So I'm a neurologist um, and neurophysiologist. So I basically treat patients um, both in an outpatient and in a hospital setting. Uh, pretty much I do all of neurology, including epilepsy, stroke, um, and my subspecialty is neuromuscular, but I essentially treat everything. And can you just tell us quickly, what got you into your profession? Why did you go after brains? When I was in junior high school, my grandmother came down with Alzheimer's disease. And so I've watched her suffer for Alzheimer's for many years. And, and that really affected me and made me want to pursue a career in neurology. And then when I was in medical school, I just fell in love with the brain. And I fell in love with the disorders of the brain and treating them. And that's where I found my life and my calling. That's so lovely. And it's so important, I think, when you're in medicine of any kind to have that passion to be able to really, really want to do it. Because it's not, it's no easy thing to do. You have to, it has to be your life dedicated to the subject. So you've told us already that you're originally from Kiev, Ukraine. Can you tell us um, what inspired you to start the work that you are currently doing to help people in Ukraine? Yeah, so basically a month ago, you know, when I watched the invasion start, I felt very powerless. Right. And, you know, I was watching my home country get destroyed I felt like I was essentially punched in the chest. And so, you know, I was online and I saw a post from the Ukrainian League Against Epilepsy and it was a plea for anti-seizure medication, which they are critically low on. And when I saw that post, I found, you know, that became my purpose in this fight, um, helping to provide seizure medication. And so I initially started raising money on my own and with the help of my hospital, was able to order medication directly through the hospital pharmacy to send over to Ukraine. And then eventually, you know, I was able to partner up with a friend of mine who survived the Bosnian War. Her name is Sonata, as well as with my institution. And we created a nonprofit fund for the purpose of purchasing prescription medications and critical medical supplies to send into Ukraine. And so that's what I've been working on. Can you tell us, actually, how are you ensuring that it reaches Ukraine? Because like yourself, I'm working with um, individuals and organisations. We're trying to achieve the same thing, aren't we? Um, but a problem uh, that many of us are having is actually tracking those drugs and making sure that they get to the people who need them. How are you managing that? Well, for starters, I'm part of a group of neurologists focusing on, you know, helping and fixing this issue. And... We're a group of neurologists from around the country, including Boston Children's Hospital, Rochester, and we have a Ukrainian neurologist in Lviv who is actually distributing a lot of these medications and she works closely with the Ukrainian League Against Epilepsy. Her name is Dr. Olya Tchikivska. And what's been, what's been happening is we've all been sending medications up until this point 
grew a epilepsy clinic in Warsaw known as Neurosphere and Emergent Foundation. Wonderful organization, everyone. And that, that's how we connected here as well, because honestly, and we've also got a recording with the team from Neurosphere, so make sure you watch that or listen to that as well. Sorry, please carry on. <laughs> so they've been working with the Ukrainian League Against Epilepsy, and they are a trusted organization. And we've been confirming that the medications we've been sending to them have arrived in Lviv and have been distributed. So you know, just from the confirmation from the neurologists that are receiving the medication, we know that they're getting to where they need to be. Fab. That's brilliant. And so what makes the work that you're doing different from the, well, from the outside, similar humanitarian projects that others are doing? Well, one of the things that I've discovered, which I actually found really shocking, was that anti-seizure medications are actually not on the radar of most large humanitarian organizations. And I've spoken to quite a few. And when I bring up seizure medications, the response is always, yes, you're right, that should be on the list, but it really never is. Um, I think larger organizations focus on things like antibiotics, blood pressure medications, pain medications, which are all very important, don't get me wrong, but seizures are a hugely important issue in general in every country around the world, let alone in a wartime setting. So at this point, based on the Ministry of Health's estimations, um, there is about 36,000 children under the age of 15 remaining in Ukraine that have epilepsy disorders. And there's about 140,000 adults over the age of 15 that have epilepsy disorders. All of those people, as you know, require ongoing seizure medication to maintain their to treat their disorder and the absence of seizure medication can be life-threatening in a lot of these patients and those numbers unfortunately don't even include new onset seizures that are diagnosed every day and what the literature has shown is that in any disaster setting in any wartime setting not only do the people with known epilepsy have more seizures and have a reduced seizure threshold as a result of sleep deprivation stress levels for nutrition, but also there is a higher incidence of new onset seizures because seizures are a common complication of head trauma and they're a common complication of critical illness in general. The literature has shown that up to 30% of people in a critical illness setting in the ICU may be having subclinical seizures. Not to mention there is a lot of suspicion that soon, if not already, chemical warfare is going to be used in this war. And if that were to happen, Seizures are a very common complication of neurotoxins, which are often chemical, the chemicals used in chemical warfare. And so what we know is that seizures are and will continue to be a huge complication of this war, as well as every other war that has occurred in the past and will occur in the future. But yet seizure medications have not been prioritized. And so, my, and so what I'm hoping to do, and the neurologists that I'm working with are hoping to do, is to raise that awareness both raise the funding in order to help you know, supply these medications, but also raise awareness so that these larger organizations include them in their list of critical medications. Could you tell us what, um, just, just a few of the, of the types of medication that you are actually sending over for, to help people with the epilepsies or those that will certainly develop epilepsies? Yeah, so a lot of the medications that we're sending right now are things like valproic acid, levetiracetam, carbamazepine, phenytoin, uh, vigabatrin. Um, the controlled substances, things like lorazepam, diazepam, midazolam, those are all very important. However, 
because they are controlled, we're waiting for clearance to send those over. However, those those are also on our radar. Okay. And just a quick bit. Also, I believe that you're sending over some drugs for uh, people with comorbidities that are common for those with epilepsy. Is that right? You know, epilepsy has a lot of comorbid conditions that often come with it. Um, so various forms of mood disorders are common with epileptics. And in fact, a lot of these epilepsy drugs can also be used for mood stabilization. Um, in addition to that, especially in the adult population, epilepsy starts with things like stroke and tumors. And so we're sending stroke medications and steroids and other things that are used in a lot of other neurological conditions over to Ukraine. Not to mention, our fund also does things like you know provide antibiotics and and a lot of the other medica- a lot of the other medications that are commonly used, you know, in treating most disorders that you see in a hospital setting. Fabulous. I'm, I'm so glad that you are doing that as well because people just think of, you know, anti-seizure medications, that's all that one needs and it's so not the case in, you know, for many. Um, so if people want to um, learn more about you, help in any way, even if it's just like sharing this video, spreading awareness, what, what should they do? You know, I think we living in countries outside of Ukraine, not only are we very lucky, but I think we have an opportunity here to really help. And so, you know, any amount of funding that a person can provide, such as donating directly to my fund or donating to another humanitarian fund that you feel strongly about, um, or helping to, you know, get donated medications if you're a clinician and you have connections into a pharmaceutical company, um, or even just spreading awareness, you know, spreading this knowledge to your friends, to your family. Um, I think that's the only way we're going to address this issue working together. Thank you very much. So for those listening who don't have any spare pennies, that's, we completely respect that. And just if you could just share this recording and share it with your, um, you know, your local member of parliament or your local um, politician or um, pe- just other people that you know. Um, and rest assured that this is the fact that we're doing this recording. We have people from around the world who are coming together to help people um, from Ukraine who are um being impacted by this awful, awful situation. And that is a really positive thing. So please just just take that, the warmth from that fact away with you. Um, so thank you very much, uh, Svetlana, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, uh, everyone, links will be in the text below this recording. So, uh, and also links to Svetlana's um, profile on LinkedIn um, and the website um, where you can find more information. Thank you so much. To help save the lives of people in Ukraine, please put pressure on your politicians and pharma companies. Tell them that Ukraine, just a few hours travel from us, needs anti-seizure medications yesterday and that they must provide them. See links to people in the recording in the text below and on the website toryrobinson.com slash epilepsy hyphen sparks insights. Thank you.